Hello, brother. I'm Grace. Hello, brother. I'm Stephanie. And this is Doppelgangers. Today, we're talking about season four, episode 22 of The Vampire Diaries, which is called The Walking Dead. I, as soon as I saw that title, I said, okay, get excited, Stephanie. And I was right to be. You are to be excited. We saw a lot of people return, some who we haven't seen in quite a while. Yeah. We'll see how permanent their stay is in the town of Mystic Falls. I have some theories on it. I have much to much to input. We will unpack all of it. But first, I'll start by reading, as always, the synopsis from Vampire Diaries Wiki. As graduation day approaches, Caroline tries to distract Elena by focusing on simple tasks like sending out announcements. But Elena won't be swayed from her new obsession. Sheriff Forbes calls Damon and Stefan to the hospital where someone has been attacking patients. Still trying to force Catherine to help her, Bonnie refuses to give up on her plan to defeat Silas. As a violent windstorm causes a power outage in Mystic Falls, ghosts suddenly appear, some with good intentions and some bent on revenge. As usual. One thing about ghosts is they're either going to have good intentions or they're going to be bent on revenge. There's just no yeah. in between. <laughs> None of them are coming back like, you know what? I think I would like to leave Mystic Falls if possible. Yeah. None of the ghosts are coming back like, you know what? I would actually just love to get that BLT they have at the grill. Yeah. I don't get a chance to have it on the other side. I really want a BLT. I really, I haven't had bacon in a while. They do something to the aioli there. (laughs) But we open the episode in the Salvatore house. Elena is punching a punching bag. She's with Stefan. Obviously, he's encouraging this. She says, like, the punching bag is doing nothing for her. And the song in the background is, Sail! I know. Very odd choice. Oh, I thought it was a perfect choice for this scene. (laughs) It did match the energy. He says again, she kicks, and he says, okay, great. Now, focus on letting it go. And Elena says, pass. (laughs) Yeah. This part she doesn't like so much. She says, or we could skip the sublimating part, and you can tell me where she is so I can rip her head off. And Stefan says, okay, first of all, I don't know where Catherine is. And second of all, even if I did, I wouldn't tell you. So like, let's back up from this. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, so you're going to need to let that one go. And Elena says, well, you're the one who told me to channel all my emotions into a single feeling. And Stefan says, yeah, I realize that. I own up to my role in this. I just kind of figured that you would pick like love or hope or compassion. He's like, I didn't think I was going to have to specify what feeling. And, you know, in retrospect, that was dumb. And I would specify next time. But let's not act like I wanted this specific situation. And also, he's like, let's not act like it's not weird that you didn't pick compassion. That's like kind of the gag you're known for. Yeah. Like, you're not really known for being a hateful bitch, except for, you know, the past few weeks. But usually you're nice. Yeah. And he says, you know, I didn't think you'd pick unwavering hatred for a ruthless vampire that's 500 years older than you. Now give me 50 pull-ups. She starts to do her pull-ups. And then she says, well, you wanted to kill Klaus when you got your emotions back. And he says, I know, and I couldn't. Elena says, you don't think I can kill Catherine. And Stefan says, I don't think you really want to. Dr. Stefan Freud. (laughs) She doesn't. But also, let's not act like the can question is like solid either. Yes. The thing is, I think probably it's unclear whether or not she could kill Catherine. Obviously, I think she got to the point at the end of the episode where she definitely could. But I think it's definitely more of a toss up between the two of them they're probably pretty equally matched because you know they have the same bodies in theory yes she could but it's by no means like a runaway for Elena. i mean and stefan's right to focus on the fact that like the reasoning for killing catherine is not thought out it's just something she thinks is gonna like solve everything which stefan knows obviously it's not 
Yeah. But Elena won't be hearing that. And if Stefan went up to her and said, Elena, you aren't capable of killing her, Elena's going to be like, oh, yeah? Watch, Watch me. Watch me do it. So he has to take this approach, yeah. which is also the, you know, correct read on the situation. Mm-hmm. She says, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe I don't want to kill her. Maybe I just want to feel the warmth of her chest cavity as I rip out her heart and watch her face as she realizes I took it from her. No, I just want to kill her. It's that simple. I'm going to go shower. She stops doing her pull-ups. She definitely did less than 50, but she made her point. But she was like, I've had enough of those. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm actually missing the punching bag, it turns out. <laughs> then we go over to the grill. Rebecca is looking at cards they're sending out. They have her name on them, so obviously she's sending some out too. It's like they all have the same layout. It's almost like the school made them for them. Yeah, which thank you, Mystic Falls High. Rebecca says to Matt, so let me get this straight. You send out notice of your impending graduation and people feel obliged to give you money. Matt says, yeah, pretty much. Rebecca's like, man, I wish I was human. Girl, (laughs) the thing about this, though, is you only graduate high school once. You don't get to do this yearly. Yeah, and you do have a fortune as well. Yeah, you're rich. Money's not a thing here. She says, that is so brilliant. Why aren't you participating? Matt says, well, I don't have a ton of family. Yeah, because who is he going to mail it to? His mom? She's not open in that. His mom probably does not have an address, honestly. Definitely she doesn't. Rebecca says, well, that makes two of us. Does it? Because you have at least two brothers. And they're at the same address, so you definitely can send it to one. (laughs) Honestly, though, if she sent a graduation announcement to Klaus and Elijah, they would laugh. Yeah. Yeah. But they wouldn't laugh in her face. They just wouldn't show up. So yeah, exactly. But then at least you got to send some. Rebecca says, besides, I don't think it was my mother's dream to see me in a cap and gown. Girl, your mother didn't know what a cap and gown was. It was her dream to see you dead. So, you know, let's not compare anything to what Esther wanted. And Rebecca says, oh, well, how about your mom? We remember Matt's mom from early in the series when she hooked up with Tyler. Slay. Matt says, let's just say I'm not holding my breath for a graduation check. Outside the grill, Caroline and Elena are sitting at a table also doing their cards. And Caroline says, stamp, please. Elena gives her a stamp. And Elena says, you know, Caroline, you don't have to pretend to be nice to me. I know this is just a ploy to keep me distracted. And Elena's done with her cards. And Caroline says, oh, my God, you're done. I'm only on my second batch. And Elena says, I don't know if you realize this. Like, all my family's dead. We have family friends in Denver. But other than that, no one really gives a fuck that I'm graduating. And TBH, neither do I. Yeah, which... It's a lot to care about graduating high school, given what they've all been going through. Yes. And it is like Elena doesn't have anybody, not her adoptive parents, not her birth parents, not her aunt, not her guardian who isn't even related to her, but at least watched out for her for a little bit. It's nothing. No, she's going to put them all in envelopes and put them right at the headstones. Save money on postage. Caroline says, you know, that's how you feel now. But once you get through this, like hating Catherine phase and Elena says, wait, you know where Catherine is? Caroline says, now what about that sense made me, it sound like I know where the fuck Catherine is. Caroline's like, when have I ever known where Catherine is at any given time, please? Yeah, Caroline says, why would I? And Elena says, but if you did, you'd tell me, right? Uh, No. Yeah, first of all, no, but Caroline apparently doesn't answer that. She just says, Elena, you're obsessing. And Elena says, Caroline, listen to me. If you know where Catherine is, you have to tell me. And Caroline says, I don't, chill. Which, number one, she doesn't know where Catherine is and she doesn't have to tell you. Look, Elena, you're doing all these questions. You're asking all these people. I don't know why you don't just skip to the one who you know you can manipulate best, who is the one who ends up telling you, Damon Salvatore. No one else is breaking for you at this point. Damon's going to fold every fucking time. Why are you going to Stefan and Caroline? Go to Damon. He's a chump. 
Now, granted, Damon may not know where she is yet, but he would tell her if he did. Then we go out to the woods where Catherine happens to be. She is meeting up with Bonnie. Bonnie's like sitting on the ground, obviously doing a spell or something. Catherine says, hi, could you be any creepier? Why are we here? Yeah, Catherine's like, look, this wasn't my first choice of team up, but I I liked what you were offering me. So so here I am. Bonnie says, you want me to make you truly immortal so nothing can kill you. To do that, I need to talk to Ketsia, which means I need to lower the veil to the other side. And Catherine says, that really doesn't explain why you made me trudge through the mud in $500 boots. Girl, she gave you the location and you knew it was going to be through mud. Put on your right-aid sneakers. Put on some different boots. One thing about Catherine is she will not compromise fashion for anything. And I love that. I so respect that about her. She said, I'm wearing my $500 boots and I'm going to make it everyone else's problem, even though I knew I was going to run into mud. What? I'm going to wear a sneaker in the woods? (laughs) Pass. (laughs) Catherine and Keds, please. Bonnie says, a few miles that way, 12 hybrids were killed at the Lockwood cellar. And 12 miles that way, 12 humans died at the Young Fern. And this is the site where 12 witches were killed. And Catherine says, 13, if you don't get to the point. High fives herself, says, you go, girl. Yes, she says, ooh, I got her there. I got her there. She says, nailed that one. (laughs) But of course, we have a lot of exposition to cover in this episode. The first, like, 15 minutes of the episode is dense exposition, which I did put a note in, so I was going to talk about it eventually, but I think we should talk about it now. Again, I've said before, season four is my favorite season. But man, dude, they pushed so much of this to the last two episodes, and now they're like, fuck, we have a lot to cover. Yeah. We spent so long doing prom and doing Elena being silly, goofy in New York. And now it's like, oh, fuck. Okay, so here's the gag about Silas. Yeah, like they had a lot to cover. They shouldn't have made this senior year. These first like five scenes is like exposition, exposition. And some of it is like the same exposition. Yeah. It's heavy. Which I can imagine would be helpful if I was watching this weekly. Yes. And I do think the latter half of the episode has enough action that it makes up for this really heavy exposition in the first half. Yeah. And they give us some fun stuff throughout this first half. I had no issues with it, but it is just, it's so funny. A lot of these scenes, it's like, and this is why this is happening. And this is why we have to do this now. Like, which I personally like, I don't like to be spending a lot of time thinking and having to dig in the depths of my brain when I'm watching something. I want to be on autopilot. And so they're just giving it to me. I'm like, oh, that's important for this scene. Great. Thank you. Again, Julie Pleck is very good about writing exposition efficiently and in a character driven way. So Mm -hmm. I don't mind it so much on this show because I'm like, you know what? If we're going to review all this information, at least we're doing it in an interesting, unique way that ends up creating a really well-rounded episode. I think this episode is very, very well-rounded. Yeah. Bonnie says this is the expression triangle reviewing because we haven't talked about the expression triangle in weeks yeah (laughs) we've been so busy with fucking elena they they built the triangle and it's like oh sorry elena's being a bitch again and silas is like i want to die he said how many times do i have to tell you guys (laughs) just fucking kill me (laughs) bonnie says i need to charge all three points and channel the mystical energy from silas's tombstone once that happens i can drop the veil inside the three points just long enough to get what i need and Catherine says well what exactly do you need And Bonnie says, Silas has done nothing but torment my friends, and now he wants to unleash hell on Earth. He's evil. In 2,000 years, only one person has been able to put him down. And Catherine says, let me guess, Ketsia. And Bonnie says, absolutely. If I can contact her, I can ask her how to do it. Now hand me the rock. 
Catherine says, you're going to flood mystic balls with dead supernatural creatures so you can ask a 2,000-year-old witch not one but two favors? I think I'm going to take my business elsewhere. Especially because, like, Bonnie has, you know, been rejecting the spirits for some time now. Plus the fact that, like, though she didn't personally do it, she played a pivotal role in the massacre of 12 witches. So I'm not really sure why she thinks, like, yeah, in theory, Ketsia will help you put Silas down because she doesn't care for Silas, but she'll just put him down in the other side anyway. And she's not doing a favor for Catherine. Well, and that's the thing about Ketsia that I think Bonnie overlooked. And I think it's fair that she overlooked it, which Silas talks about later is like, Ketsia wants Silas on the other side. She's not yeah. going to tell Bonnie how to put him down. Yeah. She'd be like, how to put him down? Oh, kill him. Kill him right now. Kill him and send him to the other side. He's like, bring him on over. So I was like, no! That would be funny if that's the way it worked out. If Ketsia came out and been like, yes, you put him down by doing this. And it just brought him to the other side. She said, hee <laughs> She said, I got my man. <laughs> Catherine tries to walk away, but she's stuck. Bonnie says, I linked us. So you're stuck with me for the day. Silas could be anyone, so if he gets in your head and figures out I don't need a full moon to do the spell, it's over. Now, how about that tombstone? (laughs) This is smart to keep Catherine nearby so that Silas can't swoop in. The thing is, is that, like, here's the thing about Silas that I think is iconic. He lets Bonnie think she's getting away with all of this for a lot longer than most villains would. He's not too proud. He's like, I'll let her think that as long as I fucking want. He knows all about this. Yeah, he knows all about this. I don't know why she thinks that he's somehow, like, won't be watching her even if like she needs a full moon like obviously he's gonna be paying attention to her he couldn't find her for a day and he started going after everybody like come on like girl be honest then we go over to the hospital stefan arrives and he finds a crime scene and damon says you just missed the donuts there are dead people (laughs) stefan says yeah i was with elena burning off a few thousand hate-filled calories what happened to you helping me and damon says ah help yes prolonging the inevitable waste of my time and seven says oh you're avoiding how unexpected (laughs) Damon says, I am not avoiding. Elena's only goal is to end Catherine's life. And that's not going to just magically disappear with Pilates and a juice cleanse. Maybe so, Damon, but it's also not going to magically disappear if you just sit around not doing anything. Yeah, like, come on. Sheriff Forbes approaches and she says, hi, guys. Thanks so much for coming. And Damon says, why were we invited? Because he knows something's up. Yeah, because he's like, there's clearly a crime scene. And I'm guessing that's a reason. Like, why am I suddenly on call for the sheriff's department? Liz says, okay, well, the hospitals have been keeping the blood banks empty since they were raided last month. I know this is not the thing to get held up on, but exactly how is that working at a hospital? You're keeping the blood banks empty? Someone comes in and they said, sorry, we can't have any blood here. Can you imagine getting in a car accident and you need a blood transfusion? Like, sorry, we don't have any blood. Is it, you're going to have to drive 40 minutes. But the hospital 40 minutes away also doesn't have any blood. They're like, sorry, you're going to have to go to New York. No, imagine they come in and you're like bleeding and they're like, you got to get out of here. <laughs> you got to go. Like, what do you mean? This is the hospital. <laughs> they said, not this hospital, not this day. It's like, where, what, are, how exactly are you operating a hospital if you're keeping the blood banks empty? I didn't even think of that when it happened, but it's so funny. When I watched it, I was like, what? And I know we're, I know we're supposed to just like, I cannot get myself involved in the logistics of hospital administration within yeah. the Vampire Diaries. That is not worth my time, but I do have to call attention to Just, it. Well, here's what you do. You get the blood samples, you put them in an aquarium full of vervain water, 
I'm only half joking. No, you're so right. Like just, that would actually make more sense than not having blood in the hospital to me. Or just like put them in a room where you're also growing vervain. Like, yeah, like literally surround it with like vervain, like an anemone and clownfish. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that bear good out of there. <laughs> Silas goes in, he's like, well, <laughs> Damn. they stumped me. Guess I can't have any blood today. No, they can't do that because Rudy dumped all the vervain in the reservoir. <laughs> to dump the blood bags in the reservoir and just have a job that's like, you're the blood runner today. But then also, like, no matter what solution they come up with, of course it's not going to work because as we see, Silas didn't just leave when he didn't see the when he saw there were no blood bags. He just started killing people. Of course he did. Like, wouldn't you rather he just steals your blood bags? Like, I know that's not ideal. Why don't you just put out a few? Why don't you just ration your blood bags? Yeah. Put some out in an easily accessible spot. Put some others more hidden. And then he takes, like, the bait. Yeah. Like Santa. <laughs> like Santa. Leave yeah, some cause... blood out for Silas on the eve of the full moon. Yeah, because notably the reason we leave cookies out for Santa is so he doesn't go into a kitchen to eat. I think that is it, because you leave no, some out. No, it's just like a thank you treat. It's oh, not like, here's your treat, don't go eat my fucking leftovers. Like, no! Anyway, Liz says, we thought at the very least that would help keep the vampire population away. And Stefan says, it didn't? Yeah, of course it didn't. Well, do you see the crime scene tape? Do the math. Yeah. Liz says, see for yourself. They go into a room. They see some patient in his bed. It's a rando. We don't know. Rest in peace, rando. Yeah, they, they slowly pan up to the face and it's like, nope. I don't know that there. guy. His wrists look like they've been slit. There's a pile of blood on the floor. A puddle of blood, I should say. <laughs> when you say a pile of blood. <laughs> <laughs> I guess like she called it a puddle. And so it's like Silas was being pretty sloppy. Yeah, he missed a lot of it. Yeah. I guess he was just really hungry. I think also probably he kind of wanted to be dramatic. Yeah. Messy eater. He's kind of full of himself. He was alive before etiquette was invented. The sheriff says there are four other victims in this wing, each one almost completely drained of blood. Do you think it's Silas? Damon says, or a doctor with some very questionable bedside manners. Ha ha. Very funny. Damon, five people are dead because of a villain that you guys have been ignoring. Yes. So. Liz says, but five victims? That's a lot of blood, and it's not like he can take it with him. And Stefan says, unless he's fueling up for something big. And Liz says, any details would be helpful. She's like, okay, like what, for example? She's like, just a reminder, I'm dealing with five grieving families out there and a psychic killer on the loose, so could we be a little bit more specific than something big? She's like, I know you guys like have like singular focuses, and I know you've been dealing with Elena. I have a full-time job here. I'm not kept up with all these intricacies because frankly, I don't really want to know. I don't want to be involved with it. So can you give me some information? And so Damon does give some information. He says, Silas wants Bonnie to do a spell to drop the veil from the other side. And Liz says, I have no idea what that means. (laughs) She's so real. Liz is like, what the fuck is that? She said, okay, what is the other side? What is a veil? How do you drop it? It is so funny because he says it. I'm like, how would she know what that means? And she says, I don't know what that means. Damon goes on to explain. It's an invisible wall that separates our plane from the plane of dead supernatural creatures. Silas wants that to go away so he can take the cure, die, and not spend eternity in purgatory. Again, a lot of exposition we're getting. Yeah, but very clean, Damon. Good explanation. And Liz says, and when do you suppose Silas plans on doing this? And Damon says, next full moon, tomorrow night. Wait until the last minute here, huh, guys? Well, they finally got Elena. They're like, okay, now we can turn to the villain. Again, it's like if 
It is like if at the end of season two, there was an episode where they were like, we're not dealing with Klaus this week. Elena's in a bad mood. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> they would never. <laughs> never. Then we go out to the woods and it's suddenly nighttime. Catherine says, "Ugh, that Lockwood cellar reeks of wet dog. I'll be staying up here. And Bonnie says, obviously, you don't know how this fucking spell works. So Bonnie goes in and Catherine is dragged along with her. Nina Dobrev doing her mime gag. Yeah, she's feeling it. She's in it. Catherine says, you know, you realize I'm not a wandering child in a supermarket, right? Like, I'm a vampire that can kill you. And Bonnie says, whatever happens to me happens to you. Like, do you think I want you here either? Which Catherine still could just snap Bonnie's neck and kill her and then Catherine will get a nap. But it doesn't benefit Catherine to kill Bonnie, of course. Yeah. Catherine says, what's here? Oh, right. Twelve dead hybrids. This should be good. And then Bonnie does her spell in the Lockwood cellar. There's a ton of wind. And then we go like into town. The wind has clearly moved into town. We see because some randos walk in the grill and there's wind coming in leaves. Yeah, it's very, very windy. And in the grill, Caroline is sitting with Rebecca and Matt. And Caroline says, is it supposed to rain tonight? And Rebecca says, do I look like a meteorologist? (laughs) It's like, girl, I'm just making conversation. And Caroline's like, first of all, I was asking Matt. Like, I'm not talking to you. Meanwhile, Elena's in the corner playing darts, (laughs) because of course she is. And Caroline says, someone needs to do something before she explodes. And Rebecca says, I got this. Of course, Matt is worried by Rebecca saying she's got anything. Rebecca takes a bottle of alcohol, likely whiskey or bourbon. And she goes up to Elena and she offers her a shot and says like, hey, drink, you're putting everyone on edge. And Rebecca says, so what's the deal? Like, I'm new to this emotional switch situation. Elena says, it's really not that complicated. You see that dartboard? All I picture is Catherine's face. And she throws a dart. And it's like, Elena, you have to know that that's not good, right? <laughs> like, Rebecca says, oh, so your emotions are on. They're just dialed up to rage. Yeah, again, exposition. Elena has no reason to do this. She says, look, Rebecca, I get it. We had our Thelma and Louise thing when I had my humanity off, but let me make one thing clear. We are not friends. They had to do the exposition before to confirm her humanity was on, before they made her be a raging bitch to Rebecca. Full humanity on. No concerns there from her. It's so funny because Rebecca was literally Elena's only friend when her humanity was on. And I get they've had their disagreements before, Mm -hmm. but they've both been mean to each other. And honestly, it just makes sense for Elena to be friends with Rebecca at this point, or at least be like cordial with her. Yeah. And I just, (laughs) she has no reason to be like, hey, bitch, we're not friends, by the way. Yeah. Girl, come on. Be a little nicer. Like, it's just not necessary. She starts to walk away. Rebecca says, okay. And then Caroline says, well, what about us? Are we still friends? And Elena looks pretty ashamed. She doesn't really want to open this can of worms. Yeah, she didn't want to have this conversation. She said, oh, I guess being a bitch has consequences. Caroline says, all those things you said when your humanity was off, is that how you really feel? Elena says, you know, Caroline, I really don't feel like going down memory lane. And she returns to the darts. And Caroline says, oh, what about when you said, and I quote, uh, you're a repulsive, blood-sucking, control freak monster. Did you really mean those things? And Elena says, gulp. And Elena says, okay, well, if you're waiting for an apology, you're not going to get one. Girl, would it kill you? Would be nice. She says, I can't let myself feel bad because if I feel bad, then I feel everything. And we've all seen how well I handle that. Were you handling feeling nothing good either? I mean, yeah. At a certain point, we all just accept that you can't handle anything. There were plenty of times you were feeling a lot of emotions and you were still like being nice to your friends. Yeah. I don't feel like it's a lot to ask. No offense, Miss Queen. It's not that hard to hold it together for like a day. But then the power goes out and we see it's still very windy outside. And so they all go outside to check it out. And Caroline says, I'll call my mom. Maybe she knows what's going on. 
and the sirens wail. Then we go check in at the young fern. Bonnie says, 12 humans burned to death here. They died in vain for Silas. And then the power goes out and Catherine's like, what did you do? And Bonnie says, I linked the final hotspot. Time to drop the veil. Yeah, she said, I'm done. And Pastor Young is, you know, maybe in heaven. Hard to say for sure. Yeah. Watching this and being like, so I'm not coming back today? He said, I'm sorry. Shane told me I'd come back. Sorry to my daughter. I I fucked this one up. I got to be honest. That's what I get for trusting a guy I met on Craigslist. (laughs) Just kidding. I don't know if they met on Craigslist, but. But it's not a, a stra- it's not a crazy stress. Yeah. Then we go back over to the hospital. Liz tells the Salvatore she has a map out. She says the power outages originated at three different places in town. The Young Firm, the Lockwood Estate, and a blown transformer off Old Miller Road. Stefan says, oh, those are the locations of the Silas massacres. Yeah, great to put that together. Thank you, King. And he says, Bonnie must be doing the spell. Damon says, so much for needing a full moon. And she says, yeah, there's something else. One of the power company guys has a daughter who goes to school with Bonnie. T saw her leaving the young firm an hour ago with Elena. And Stefan says, but Caroline's with Elena. And Damon says, looks like Bonnie has a new doppelganger friend. And they say, why can't Catherine just stay away from us? And Liz says, how do we find them? And Stefan says, they must be somewhere in the triangle. And my guess is they'll be right in the middle. That's a super fair guess. Yeah, good call, Especially Stephen. given that the center of the triangle is... A pretty substantial spot anyway. Yeah. Damon says, and where exactly might that be? And then we go over to the high school. And you can see on the map when he marks it that there's like a football field. And I was like, it's the high school. Mm-hmm. The boys arrive in Damon's car and they see Elena. They ask where Caroline is. And she says, inside looking for Bonnie. No, that's not where Caroline is, but we'll figure that out later. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Wrong. Elena says, I think we should split up. Damon and I can look outside. Will you and Caroline look inside? And I'm sure that they both kind of want to fight them splitting up. But this is a fair split up. It doesn't leave her alone. It leaves both of the Salvatores somewhere. So they agree to it. And they do have quite a bit of ground to cover. Although I maintain that when the villain can shapeshift, splitting up is a dangerous game. But just, you know, stay aware of that possibility. Exactly. Especially because he's already with y'all anyway. So yeah. (laughs) Stefan says, all right, let me know if you find anything. And Stefan leaves. And Damon says, oh, someone's an eager beaver. And she says, where's Catherine? And he says, okay, now I get it. One brother shoots you down. You want to ask the other one. Great. And she says, you know, don't you? And he says, do you not notice like all the end of the world crap going on right now? And she says, you didn't say you don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And Elena says, tell me you don't want her dead after everything she did to you, stringing you along for hundreds of years. Damon says, Elena, like we don't need to list all the reasons I hate Catherine right now. We need to find Bonnie. And she says, I don't care about Bonnie. I care about killing Catherine. Damon says, they're together, okay? Maybe do a little less threatening and a little more looking. Come on. And they go. So now Damon has told Elena where Catherine is, which I get that he has to do this to kind of encourage her to start looking and get off the fucking chit-chatty thing she's on right now. Mm -hmm. But I also don't think this is super long-term helpful. She's going to run into Catherine eventually. It's good if you know what's going on would have been helpful to get the information about the linkage to her. Um, Obviously, they don't know this quite yet. Frankly, I don't know what Elena's going to be giving to this team right now. Like, no offense, but they don't particularly need her for this. Like, it wouldn't be the worst thing to say. Like, last I heard, Catherine ran away. Like, I think she went back to Willoughby, Pennsylvania. Elena's there for a day. She comes back. This has all changed. Now, granted, of course, she needs to see her dead brother, for all of our comfort. 
I feel like a lie would have been more useful than just denying telling her anything. Yeah. But hey. Hindsight's twenty twenty. They start looking and inside Stefan finds Caroline, or so he thinks. He says, any luck? And she says, I searched the whole school. She should be here. They hear a thud and they turn. They investigate by going into the kitchen. They open a fridge full of ice and Stefan's like, oh, the ice is melting. Next power's out, King. Caroline says, it doesn't make sense. This is the center of the triangle. If she's going to do the spell, she has to do it here. This is where they should be. And when you know this is Silas, it's like, this is like too sure of all of these circumstances. Like Caroline wouldn't be this sure of any of this. That is true that she wouldn't be like, well, this is definitely the center. But it's not that suspicious in the moment because it's like, oh, of course, she's operating under the assumption they all are. Yeah, it's like, well, maybe they're at another point in the school. But then, of course, she said this and I said, they're on the roof. I was wrong, but I was in the right direction. Yeah, you had the right idea. Stefan notices the drain and says, actually, I think we're in the right place, just the wrong elevation. And then we go down the drain into a cave where Bonnie and Catherine are indeed underground. Mm-hmm. And Bonnie says, OK, this is the center of the triangle. I'm ready. Give me the tombstone. Catherine says, you know, the fact that this spell hinges on a crappy hunk of blood rock does little to inspire my confidence. All these spells hinge on some little crappy artifact. Yeah. This one looks stupider than most, but it's still a piece of stone. Yeah, this one does look dumber than the moonstone, but they're both just stones at the end of the day. Bonnie says, well, it's filled with the calcified blood of Ketsia, one of the strongest witches in history. It's going to work. Then up in the hallway, Damon is on the phone with Stefan, and he says, if I remember correctly, there's an entrance in the basement. And Stefan says, where's the basement? Elena says, off the boiler room. They agree to meet there, and they hang up the phone. But Damon takes a moment. He turns to Elena, and he says, you have to stay here. And she is pissed. She's like, no. (laughs) He says, look, girly, we really need to stop Bonnie from doing this spell. And if you get all murderous and screw it up. And she says, is that really the reason? Girl, yes. It's not that deep. Damon says, look, as self-righteous as Stefan is, he has a point. Behind your rage, there is a tidal wave of feelings, guilt, grief, every emotion you've ever put off. And killing Catherine is going to let it all in. And if you can't handle it, we're back to square one. And she says, and if I can? (laughs) girl now elena i love when you joke that's funny tell another one (laughs) she says what if killing Catherine takes away all that grief and guilt and finally lets me feel all the good things i've lost now girl when you're saying this out loud does this not sound stupid to you (laughs) i wish you'd been like what if it takes away all the oh you know what Mm. Well, when I say it, that doesn't sound realistic. I I don't think that's going to (laughs) happen. She says, Damon, help me. As soon as I get over this hurdle, I'll be me. I'll be able to think clearly and be myself and everything will go back to normal. And you can see this is like almost starting to chip away at Damon. But he does say, look, she's strong and crafty and you'll die. And I do think, honestly, with a little bit more arguing, Elena could have gotten Damon to go along with her, but she doesn't really want to deal with that. She just want to wait for it. So she yeah. stakes him in the stomach and she says, at least I'll die trying. She's like, I would be good being dead because I think she knows like if, you know, she doesn't believe Damon says that if she kills Catherine, all those feelings will come back. But she's like, but I don't really want to feel those feelings. So if she kills me, I still don't have to feel them. Yeah. Win win. <laughs> Back in the cave, Bonnie is holding the rock and doing a spell and blood starts to like seep out. Cool. And Catherine says, what is happening? <laughs> Catherine says, ew. <laughs> and Bonnie says, I'm channeling the expression triangle. Fire in the cave lights. Like there's a bunch of candles that light up. And Bonnie says, it's done. The veil's down. So then we go upstairs where we're going to run into our first ghost. Damon is in the hallway. He pulls out the stake and Alaric approaches and says, need a hand? 
I scream. I have so much excited energy coursing through my veins at this moment. It is so exciting to see Alaric again. We have not seen him since like episode one of this season. Since Damon talking to the grave. Yeah. So I was so excited. I was so excited that he went right to Damon. Of course he did their BFFs. BFF. Damon says, well, this is either really good or really bad. And Rick says, it's good to see you too, Damon. And Damon says, you know, I'd say the feeling is mutual, except a lot of people aren't who they say they are around here. And this is a, a good thing to check. I don't think this would be Silas's first choice of form to take at this moment. Obviously, it's not because he's in another form right now. Yeah. It's still good to double check. Rick says, you think I'm Silas? Are you kidding me? He helps him up. And Damon says, look, well, the thing is now we're in a pickle because that is exactly what Silas would say. So Rick opens a locker. And pulls out a bottle of bourbon. And he says, would Silas know about Locker 42? And they smile and hug. This man should not have been allowed to teach. And what's funny about this, like, he just opens the locker. Like, we don't see him put a combination in. Like, how did no one steal this? It's a high school. How has this bourbon survived this long? How many stashes of bourbon does he have in this fucking school? Well, and frankly, even if no kid, no teacher, no, no one found it, Damon's been in this school enough. You think Damon wasn't tapping into that at prom? Come on. Exactly. They went through Alaric's desk a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah. Damon says, hang on. If I can see you and touch you, that means the little witch did it. She dropped the veil. And Alaric explains to us, not completely. It's only down inside the expression triangle, which just so happens to be like the entire town of Mystic Falls. Very convenient. He says, if I step outside of it, it's back to ghost world. I do love that the rules were explained to all the ghosts somehow before this happened like Ketsia was like just so everybody knows on a loudspeaker like you're it's only in this triangle and if you step outside you come right back okay have fun can you imagine you died in like Paris and you're like I honestly don't feel that bad being dead to go to a random town in Virginia yeah I'd rather just stay on the other side thanks though yeah I'd be like "Mm, no I don't think so I mean, maybe I'll go in, walk around, like see some stuff just to feel alive and like walk right out the triangle. Also, because I've never been to this town, I'd probably walk out the triangle accidentally. Exactly. You're like, oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Damon says, where is everybody? I figured with the veil down, it would be like ghost of Palooza. And Rick says, well, you know, not every ghost has a reason to come back to Mystic Falls. Just ones like me looking after their idiot best friends. And Damon says, best friend. Uh, no, Damon says, I'm more worried about the ones looking out for their enemies. We check in with one of those people at the grill, but now they have lots of candles out because the power's out. A, a truly insane amount of candles. You guys have enough light. It must have taken them a long time to light all these and to blow them all out later. And I don't believe the grill has this many candles, but we have to suspend that disbelief. It's just a funny amount of candles. So It was so many candles that I honestly forgot there was a blackout and thought Rebecca was just trying to set the mood. I honestly just didn't know where they were when the scene started. I was like, is this Rebecca's house? I'm like, this is the grill? <laughs> anyway, Matt enters and he says, this wind is weird. One minute it's blowing like a hurricane and now it's nothing. Yeah, it was a spell. Matt, do the math. Rebecca says, well, it looks like something wicked finally came. Matt says, you know, you don't have to be here. Technically only one of us is getting paid. What's he getting paid for? It's closed. Yeah, I don't know why he thinks he's going to get paid during a blackout. Yeah, they would probably go home. Or or enjoy your $2 an hour base salary. Yeah. Rebecca says, well, it's fun. It's kind of cozy with the storm and the candlelight and us. 
It's like, girl, this is not date night. She's getting to him, though. He doesn't he doesn't dispel this immediately. Yeah. But then the door opens and in comes Cole and Rebecca is shook. And Cole says, hey, greetings from the dead. Who fancies a drink? And he goes to the bar. Rebecca says, oh, my God, Cole, I thought I'd never see you again. And he says, spare me the waterworks, sister. I've already seen you grieve. It lasted a full 24 hours. Hey, it's more than your other siblings. Yeah. And then he takes a shot. And Matt says, I'm assuming this means Bonnie dropped the veil. And Cole says, not completely and not for long. But who am I to give up an opportunity for revenge? I really thought he was going to be like, where's Jeremy Gilbert? (laughs) But no, he's up to date on everything from the other side. He says, my killer's already dead, but his sister's just as culpable. So maybe you could help me find her. And Matt says, if you hurt Elena. Cole breaks the bottle to make a weapon and says, oh, I'm going to hurt Elena. But please, like, finish your sentence. I'm curious where it was going. (laughs) Rebecca says, Cole, you made your point. Okay, leave. And Cole says, tell me where to find Elena. Rebecca says, okay, well, she left here hours ago. We don't know where she is. Get out. Cole says, I see you finally got the quarterback to pay attention to you. How's the throwing arm, champ? And then he throws his broken glass bottle into Matt's shoulder and leaves. We have to assume it's his throwing shoulder. But also, to our knowledge, the Mystic Falls football team isn't good. So it's not like he's ruining anything with this. Well, and it's the end of the school year. It can't be football season anymore. (laughs) Yeah. But I doubt Cole knows that. He doesn't seem like a football guy. Yeah. So we go back to the cave. Catherine says, talk, Bonnie. And Bonnie says, please stop talking. Like, I can't reach out to Katsia with you, like, breaking my concentration every five seconds. And Catherine's like, well, I'm bored. I'm just sitting in a cave while you're, like, sitting there meditating. And then Catherine, like, senses something. And she says, hey, did you hear that, Bonnie? Someone's coming. And Bonnie says, be quiet. And Catherine says, I have vampire hearing, and there's someone here. Unlink me, and I can go stall while you wait for Katsia to show up. And Bonnie says, I'm not letting you go. And Catherine says, okay, well, at least give me some slack then. And Bonnie does. She says, fine, like, go stop them. And Catherine goes. And then Catherine, like, walks through the cave and she says, Silas, come and get me. Someone wishes a couple times. And we quickly see it's Elena, who stakes Catherine in the stomach and says, hello, Catherine. But that also stakes Bonnie in the stomach. So Bonnie screams. She's in pain and she is bloody. Yeah. But of course, it's fun of a way that Elena doesn't seem to hear this. (laughs) Yeah. Elena, I think, has somehow gotten Catherine to the boiler room. She pushes Catherine to the ground and Catherine says like, oh, I let you out of your cage and this is how you thank me. Shouldn't have let her out of the cage. Yeah. And Elena says, no, this is. And she pushes her face into a hot pipe, um, which also burns Bonnie's face, of course. And as this is happening, Stefan and Caroline find Bonnie. And Bonnie says, oh, go find Catherine. We're linked. Caroline says, unlink her. This is another thing that Caroline wouldn't necessarily say. That's something a witch would say. Because she's like, you should unlink her really fast. It's like believable enough because Caroline's like worried about Bonnie. But Caroline would be like, oh my God, like Stefan, go find Catherine. Stop whatever's happening. Mm -hmm. Like she wouldn't be like, unlink her. Yeah, knowing that it's Silas makes that make a lot more sense. But Caroline says, you go, I'll stay here with Bonnie. (laughs) I bet you will. I really had no guess that this was Silas. Oh yeah, I was like, that's Caroline. Yeah, I just had nothing. Silas is good. Yeah. Elsewhere in the boiler room, Elena says to Catherine, you know, she's, Trying to do her final speech. She should have just killed her. I mean, she would have killed Bonnie. That would have been its own problem. But, you know, this is what Elena gets. Elena says, you've done nothing but suck the happiness out of my life. Well, now I get to kill you. And for a second, Catherine is scared and she does beg. She says, like, no, wait, please. And Elena says, goodbye, Catherine. But then Stefan tackles her. And Elena says, Stefan! And Catherine's like, whoop, out of of this again. And Catherine says, thanks for the save, handsome. Catherine pops right back into place. And Stefan says, get the hell out of here before I kill you myself. And Catherine says, really, I'm your biggest problem right now. And she's right for that. Yeah, she's like, come on, guys. There's no point in killing me. Yeah. Then we go back to the grill. 
Rebecca is taking the glass out of Matt. And she says, you know, like, I could just cure this for you easily, right? And he says, I'll be fine. And she says, why won't you ever let me help you? And he says, it's not you. It's just like people in this town have a bad habit of turning into vampires. And I'd like to graduate as a human. I find that deeply overrated. I think you might as well take a little vampire blood. But also, to be fair, he does have a Gilbert ring. So like if you have a Gilbert ring, you die with vampire blood in your system. It's a little unclear which one like will trump the other. Yeah, that's true. I would assume the vampire blood would trump the ring. I would assume that too. But we don't have any reason to compare the two. So yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like, why bother with this? But whatever. He's like the only one left who cares about being human. And it's his defining quality. I mean, talk about holier than thou. Yeah. And Rebecca's like, that makes total sense to me. I guess that's what makes them a good pair. They both think it's really cool to be human. Yeah. Couldn't be me. And then Matt says, oh, I think there's a first aid kit in the back. Rebecca goes to the back and she finds the first aid kit, but she hears someone like grunting and she hears like noises. And she's like, what is that? She turns around and she sees Caroline and she says, Caroline, how are you still here? And then she sees that Caroline is like repeatedly slitting her own wrists. Rebecca says, oh, my God. And I was not getting there. I was like, why would Silas be showing her this? Like, was my first thought. Yeah. I eventually got there, of course. But I was like, what is going on? Caroline says, I have to keep cutting. And then we go back to the cave to immediately check in with Caroline. So that becomes clear that Silas is in the cave. Yeah, and he's been there the whole damn time. Yeah. And so Caroline <laughs> says, Bonnie, are you okay? And Bonnie says, yeah, now that I unlinked her. And Caroline says, what are you doing down here? And Bonnie says, waiting for Katsia. And Caroline says, you might be waiting a while. And Bonnie's <laughs> like, okay, that's Silas. And then Silas goes back into his little monster form, which we had thought was the real Silas. But the gag is just another, just another face. He just picked that one. He says, Katsia isn't coming, Bonnie. And then Bonnie says, Silas, but I saw Caroline. How? I thought you couldn't get inside my head. And Silas says, yeah, that's what I wanted you to think. Yeah, he's like, I told you that. Yeah, why were you trusting me? In what world do I tell you the truth? I know she very quickly was like, oh, he showed me his face. Like, he can't trick me anymore. Girl, why would he show you his real face when his whole skill is that you don't know his face? Should have seen that one coming as well, because I just said, guess she can see him now. He said, guess that's what he looks like. Cool. He says, I can make you see whatever I want you to see. Am I a disfigured monster? And then he quickly turns into Stefan and he says, of course not. A monster is what I wanted you to see. And then he quickly turns into Caroline and says, that's the beauty of all this. You have no idea who I am. And then he quickly turns back into Stefan and says, or what I look like. And then he turns back into the monster. It would be so funny if he turned around one of these lines and it was a totally new person. And he was like, shit, that's me. (laughs) He said, okay, that got out of my hands. Turn away. He said, wait, look away. This is also a random guy that I can be sometimes. Or <laughs> it's like Stefan with a different haircut. And it's like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> or it's like Obama. I wish they had gotten like, an, like a random cameo and made it this. And they get like Sarah Palin. Yeah. Just someone who wants to be on like the CW. They get like uh, Blake Lively. It's like Blake Lively guest stars. <laughs> the iconic. That he quickly turns back into the monster and says, or how deep I am inside your head. And then he turns back into Stefan and says, you thought you were more powerful than me. And then he turns back into Caroline and he says, I'm stronger than you can imagine. I defeated the hunter's curse in minutes. Which is interesting because it's confirmation that he did still get a hunter's curse from killing Jamie post tattoo. Yeah. And that he said, no, 
Like, Maybe it was that Jeremy was bad at it. Yeah, you imagine Jeremy came in and he was like, you should kill yourself. And he was like, shut up. And Jeremy said, okay, I'll go. And Silas said, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle looking ass. <laughs> and Jeremy said, okay, you got me there. Jeremy I'm said, go. ouch. No, he came in. Jeremy <laughs> said, you should kill yourself. And Silas was like, your sister is literally burning your body right now. And Jeremy and said, what? Jeremy said, you should kill yourself. And Silas said, you should kill yourself. <laughs> Jeremy burst into tears. He said, that's what I thought. He said, Bonnie doesn't give a fuck about you. <laughs> Honestly, what Silas probably did was he turned to Vicky and said, you're dumb. <laughs> yeah, it didn't take him long. Anyway, Silas says, you thought you could betray me, but I will always be one step ahead. Then we go back to the boiler room. Elena is very pissed at Stefan. Mm-hmm. She says, how could you save her? She was as good as dead. And Stefan says, so was Bonnie. She used a spell to link herself to Catherine. So if you killed her, Bonnie would be dead too. And Elena says, how do you know that? Yeah, Elena's like, that can't be. (laughs) Stefan says, because I saw her, Elena. You almost killed your BFF. Again! (laughs) She almost did that two weeks ago. Elena, stop killing your friends or trying to. Elena says, well, I don't believe you. You never wanted me to kill Catherine. Why are you protecting her? And Stefan says, listen to yourself. Your rage is making you literally crazy. And she says, you still have feelings for her? And Stefan says, this isn't about Catherine. This is about Jeremy. And Elena says, I don't want to talk about him. She says, shut that up. Stefan says, what? You think that killing her will take the pain away? It won't. And she says, oh, and beating up cinder blocks will? And he says, no, it's a distraction. Just like killing Catherine or turning your emotions off. The truth is there are no shortcuts. You're a vampire. Loss is part of the deal. I've been alive for 163 years and lost more loved ones than I can count. And it hurts every single time. He's like, I'm not saying any of these are going to make it go away. It can't. That's the thing. That's the whole thing. And she says, oh, so there's no hope. So I'm just hopeless. And he says, no, you just have to face your grief. But you don't have to do it alone. Like, I can help you. And she says, oh, of course you can. God, Stefan, always trying to help. And you're concerned for me. It's like, oh, no, he cares too much. Oh, someone cares about you and wants you to not be sad. Like, and that sucks. You uh, you have to know you don't have anything to be angry about here. Yeah. And let's not even get at the like subconscious double meaning of her killing herself. Okay. Yes. Let's Let's not unpack that. Let's not even touch that. Dr. (laughs) Stefan Freud isn't even opening that door. Yeah. He's like, we're not having that conversation. He says, oh, good. You're transferring your rage onto me. That's good. And she says, I don't need to transfer anything. I can hate two people just fine. She tries to leave. He grabs her arm really quick and she punches him in the face. She says, just like the cinder block, nothing. And she leaves. And he says, owie. Yeah, it's so funny. She punches him. He looks right back up like, come on. He said, you punched me? Elena. He said, you're not even going to slap me? You you went full punch? Come on. Ouch. We were in love. (laughs) Let me go back over to the grill. Rebecca has Caroline and Caroline's clearly in like a state. Mm -hmm. And Rebecca says, Caroline, snap out of it. Caroline says, I need to bleed. Silas wants me to bleed. Rebecca says, you're hallucinating. Stop it. Caroline tries to grab some scissors. She says, let me do this. I need to do this. And Rebecca says, like, you're going to cut your hands off. Meanwhile, Matt's on the phone. He has called Damon. Thank goodness. He says, by the way, Caroline's been here the whole time. That means Silas is with you. And Damon says, perfect. Matt says, also, it does get worse. The veil is down. Cole came by looking for Elena, and he seemed a little pissed. And Damon says, you got any good news for me, Donovan? No. 
And Matt's like, why would I call you with good news right now? We're not exactly friends. Also, Damon is mean to him. Imagine yeah. if Matt was like, hey, good news. Like, I got into college. And we like, fuck off and hang up. And we're like, why'd you tell me that? And, hung, and hang up. Yeah, he would not. He would not like it. So Matt just says, oh, well, we'll handle this. Just watch you back. And so Damon turns to Rick and he says, call Stefan. Tell him about Caroline. Tell him to keep an eye on Elena. God knows he'll do a better job than me. Rick says, Stefan, isn't she your girlfriend? So Alaric's been watching. I know. We'll have to remember when Alaric was alive, he was like really not supportive of the Delana coupling. Yeah. Probably because she had just turned 18 and he was kind of like a father figure to her. Death yeah. has made him uh, forgiving, I suppose. Yeah. Rick is now a Delana shipper. He's been watching the Vampire Diaries. He's come to his senses. Yeah. He's like, you know what? Now that Elena's a vampire, he's a better match for her. Exactly. Damon says, who knows? I know she was sired to me. I know her emotions were off. And I know she's so full of rage. She wants to rip Catherine's head off. Rick says, but you have no idea how she feels about you. And now you're freaking out. Damon says, you know what? Don't read me like that. Okay, just call Stefan. Damon says, you know what? I actually didn't miss you understanding how I feel all the time. Because people weren't calling me on it nearly as much. I don't like this. Then we go back to the grill. Caroline says, let go of me. Matt says, hey, Rebecca, you tried compelling her? Rebecca says, yeah, I can't. She's on vervain. Caroline says, let me go. Let me go. Rebecca says, hey, look, Caroline, you're graduating. And Uncle Bob and Aunt Mary really want you to graduate with both your hands. Yeah, she just grabs one of the cards and says, okay, who's going to be the emotional connection right now? Yeah. <laughs> and Caroline says, I need to keep cutting. I need to keep cutting. I need to keep cutting. And to shut her up, Rebecca slaps her very hard. It's, it's what she needed. Yeah, and Caroline looks up and she says, bitch. <laughs> and Rebecca says, that's the Caroline I know and loathe. So she's safe. We go back down to the cave, checking with Bonnie and Silas. Bonnie says, stay away from me. Silas is stayed as Caroline. And he says, gladly, once you finish the spell, when the veil is dropped completely, I can take the cure. I just want to pass on, Bonnie. I'll even let you kill me and I'll be out of your life for good. And Bonnie says, yeah, but every dead supernatural creature will be roaming the earth. Silas says, well, if you don't help me, I'll be roaming the earth. Good point. And she's like, eh, six of one, half dozen of the other. <laughs> Bonnie says, I was never going to drop the veil. Well, girl, you already did. So like, what's this? Yeah. And he knows that. Yeah. He knows that you planned on like switching this around on him. Past the point of you making calls. Yeah. And Silas says, I'm curious, what was your plan? Powwow with Ketsia? Brainstorm ways to put me down? Ketsia's not coming. She wants me on the other side with her for eternity. Damon from inside the cave says, Bonnie. And Silas turns to listen. And then he turns to Alaric and he says, that sounds familiar. Maybe Damon will convince you. And Bonnie says, I won't let you. And Silas says, you won't let me what? <laughs> and then she starts gasping and he says, hey, feel that, Bonnie? The air thinning, barely enough to breathe. And she does feel that. She falls to the ground. Silas, as Alaric, picks up a flashlight and leaves. Then we go out to the woods slash the cemetery. And Elena walks up to Jeremy's headstone. Probably her first time visiting him. And it says brother and friend. And she says, brother and friend? What genius came up with that one? Well, definitely not you. So what were you going to write? Burned? <laughs> like, come on. That's, that's pretty good. You should be happy someone got a headstone while you refused to. Yeah. She sits by the grave and sighs and she says, I give up, Jeremy. I really wanted to kill her for you, but there's no point. Stefan's right. It's just a distraction. And... And she picks up some like old dried out flowers and she throws them at the grave and she starts crying. She's finally allowing herself to feel this grief. Mm -hmm. She says, I can't do this. I can't move on and I don't want to. Like, if that makes me weak, then fine, I'm weak. But I can't handle you being gone and I can't handle feeling like this anymore. 
she's sitting here and it's like, okay, Jeremy, you can pop up whenever. Yeah, I'm sitting there like, Jeremy, you want to come comfort your sister? I know you can right now. He says, no, I'll be there in like 15. He said, yeah, give me a sec. He's busy on the other side. He's all the way across town. Yeah, he wanted to go to the <laughs> grill to get like his BLT first. He was at the school to see what was happening. Because he was like, oh, I'll find Elena there. And he said, what? She's actually visiting my tombstone? She's <laughs> never been here. <laughs> but then Cole appears. And he says, hey, Elena, pity about your brother. Guess it's just me against you now. And she wipes her tears and gets ready to fight. Then we go back down to the cave. Bonnie is struggling to breathe. And Sheila appears and says, Bonnie, this isn't real. Feel the air in your lungs. Break through. And Bonnie says, Silas. And Sheila says, would Silas try to save your life? She was like, come on, hurry it up. Be realistic. Sheila says, now breathe, child. Bonnie does. And Sheila says, they're there. They hug. Bonnie says, I was so worried about you. And Sheila says, I know, but I'm okay. I've been watching over you. And Bonnie says, I messed up and I am sorry. That's the understatement of the century. And Sheila said, which time? Yeah, girl. (laughs) Sheila says, you can still stop Silas. And Bonnie says, no, I can't. Ketsia was able to immobilize him so he couldn't feed and get into people's heads. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to put him down. And Sheila says, you can do that. Expression is the manifestation of your will. You can do anything. I don't like it, but sometimes there are no choices. But you are strong enough. You can do this. So this clarifies a little bit of expression for us. We knew before that expression was magic that was like unchecked by nature. But basically, it's just like expression is you can do anything that you will to be done, which, of course, means that people can do evil things and you can get out of control because your will can sometimes get ahead of you. Yeah. But Sheila's like, but in this case, expression actually is good for us. She's like, in this case, we kind of have to use it. Yeah. Then we go to another part of the cave. Damon runs into Alaric. We know it's Silas. And he says, oh, it's just me. I called Stephanie's heading for Elena. And then this is, again, Silas's Achilles heel. He cannot not say his own name. He says, so uh, did you find Silas? And this is one of Silas's worst impressions. Which yes. makes sense because he hasn't seen Alaric like, interact with any of them because Alaric's been dead. And the only time that Alaric and Damon have been interacting has been, well, he's, well, Silas has been busy being Caroline. Yeah. So it's like, he might have like a enough to get through like the basics. And to be fair, Silas thinks Damon is pretty stupid. Yeah. But Damon says, yep, I did find Silas. And then he very quickly slaps him with the flashlight. <laughs> it's very slight. It's very fun. Damon grabs a chain and starts choking him. And Silas says, Damon, it's me. Damon says, no, you're not. <laughs> he says, mm, no. Eh. He says, look, I've spent more time in these tunnels than I care to admit, and there's no way you just came here from this school, okay? Your mind games won't work on me, Silas. Good thing Damon knows these tunnels. Mm-hmm. Bonnie comes in, and she says, you know, I may not be able to kill you, but I will stop you. And she does a little spell. She says, I will make the blood clot in your veins. I will make every bone, muscle, and joint in your body turn to stone. You won't have power over us anymore. She's doing the spell, and very quickly it's being clear that it's working. Like, he's turning to stone. Yeah, and he's looking like he's in pain. Yeah, and we can see his face starts to change, but we don't get a real good look at it or anything. Yeah. And Damon says, what is happening? And Bonnie says he can't hide behind his mind control anymore. He's becoming his true self. But he covers his face. Yeah. Before he turns to stone. He says, "Mm, I'm keeping this one locked up. He says, don't look at me. He says, this is embarrassing. He says, I'm shy. (laughs) The real me is shy. (laughs) And the real me, it also appears as bald. Yeah. (laughs) Damon says... Who might his true self be? And Bonnie says, I guess we'll never know. So I have to ask you, will we never know what his true self is? 
I think we'll know what his true self is because we all think we're going to go get someone to the bottom of the ocean. We haven't seen anyone get to the bottom of the ocean yet. And I don't really think we're going to start with Silas. (laughs) Do you think he did become his true self and that's why he covered his face? He had the mask underground, which I don't know who gave him a mask. It was just of the time. Yeah, maybe it was just they wanted to hold him in a little bit better Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Maybe they should have covered the mouth, but who am I? If we've learned anything from this show, if, and you know, they give this, they give us this confirmation later, he just needs a little bit of blood to come out of this. Mm-hmm. You can run into blood all sorts of ways. Yeah. If anything, I mean, here's what I would do. The bottom of the ocean, there's going to be blood there. Okay. Fish kill each other. Yeah. Just put him in more cement right here. Honestly. What I would do is I would take a pickaxe and shatter him. And then we, you know, bring those pieces all over the place. Yes, exactly. But I'm breaking him up. Like, I'm not keeping him as one piece. Absolutely. This is generally my goal with things. like Break when, things up. Like, break things up. Like, I said that with Klaus. Move his head somewhere else. Yeah. I don't know why no one's trying this. <laughs> I think it would work a lot of times, honestly. I know. So I'm going to ask this question. I think you've already made your answer clear. Is this the end of Silas? Did they get him? No, they didn't. They didn't. He'll be up again next episode, I fear. Also, because, you know, this isn't the finale. So Mm -hmm. we have to we have to be aware of that. Do you think Silas is going to be hot knowing now that he's bald? (laughs) I you know, this is a toss up for me. Sure. Because he is a villain on a CW show. So there's a level of hotness. There's a baseline hot. He has to be that he should be. That being said, no, you don't think he's going to be hot. I don't think he's going to be hot. I think he's going to be like, I think he's going to be the type that you can look at him and be like, there's some handsomeness in the mix. I'm also envisioning like, what is that actor's name? I'm actually envisioning a specific unsub on Criminal Minds. There's no point in me looking up this actor. Yeah. Who like blows up a, a an ambulance. That's enough information for anyone who would know who he is, but he's got, he's kind of a Megamind looking ass. Okay. Like, yeah, he has like, a chiseled face and is like handsome in a way, but there's just a little too much head. Sure. And also he's got a lot of thoughts up there. <laughs> I mean, he has to get in people's minds. He's got a lot to, to deal Big with. Brain. Up there. Yeah. And I think there's also a possibility, you know, the statue is bald, but they might just not want, wanted to not make stone hair. Sure. So you, you're not convinced he's bald, uh, but I'm envisioning like essentially a more handsome version of Megamind. Like J.K. Simmons, but like a little sleeker. Sure. If that makes sense. He'll come out and it'll be like, that guy looks like he could be the sheriff of like a a racist town. Is the vibe I'm thinking. And again, this is all colored by the evil. Yes. I would love to see, what is his name? The guy in American Pie, the one who plays Piper's husband on Orange is the New Black. Jason Biggs? Jason Biggs. I want to say Jason Bateman. <laughs> it would be funny he, if it was Jason Bateman. It would be so funny if it was Jason Biggs. Why? Like, I'm trying to think of a teen star yeah. getting on a TV show. I don't know why I landed on Jason Biggs from that. Here's a question I want to bring up for you. You're convinced that Matthew Davis is on the show. Could Matthew Davis be Silas? No. You think he's? You think if Matthew Davis is back, it's a lark? Yeah, because I don't think he would have bothered showing his real face to Damon. I think he's a new face that we haven't seen because he's been been buried. And Megamind looking ass. Yeah, Megamind. Gotcha. I got him. You nailed it. I guess we'll <laughs> see. We'll see if we ever see his real face. We'll see how close you got to naming his real looks. Imagine he comes out and it's Patrick Dempsey. And I'm not even close. 
<laughs> just trying to think of someone with the most hair. I'm going to go out to the cemetery. Cole and Elena are fighting, and Cole is beating her ass. Yeah, it's not close. To be fair, she is at this point craving the sweet release of death. Yeah, she's not fighting that hard. Yeah. Cole says, you know, this is what I've missed. Two people connecting. He just missed punching people on the other side. And the thing about Cole, too, is, you know, what he really missed on the other side is giving speeches like this. He just talk, talk, talks. He could have killed her three times before Stefan shows up. Yeah, he takes way too long with this, as usual. And that is what did him in the first time. That's he what, got yeah, that killed him last time. He never learns. He says, you know, it's lonely on the other side. I swear being invisible will drive you mad. He says, the way you couldn't see me standing there in front of you or feel my breath on your cheek as I whispered all the ways that I wished for you to suffer. So I love to think that when Elena was getting her hair done at the salon, he was like, I want to kill you so fucking bad. I hope you die. And she's just like, "Mm." this is so funny. This is, you know, unrelated. I know that it would be painful to be on the other side, invisible, watching your family live your life. But how soothing it would be to like go to the movie theater. (laughs) <laughs> no one can see you you're just hanging out like i would have fun certain parts of it like I, like i don't know i'll go see a concert i'll go pit for taylor swift like I, it will get lonely but i'll like it'll be lonely not to talk to anyone but just like go do stuff like you do not have to be following elena around as she's having her little bitch tour of the east coast yeah <laughs> like go see a show anyway um he grabs her neck and he says alas now you can And she says, go ahead, Cole, like, kill me. You'll be doing me a favor. Yeah, she's like, you know what? I'm good with this. No complaints from me. And he says, as you wish, darling. But then he turns and catches a stake that was shot at him by Jeremy. I was a little worried that when Jeremy didn't come, when she was crying at the tombstone, I was like, what if Jeremy doesn't come? Yeah, what if we're not going to see Jeremy? I was worried. He says, how many times do I need to kill you? And Cole says, ah, Jeremy Gilbert. Welcome back. What's the saying? Kill me once, shame on you. Kill me twice, shame on. And Stefan snaps his neck. Stefan's like, I'm done listening to this. Stop with it. He <laughs> snaps his neck mid-quip. Well, and it's funny because the captions like show it cutting off. So I thought Jeremy was just going to stake it. Like shoot it with the crossbow. Yeah. This is again the lesson Cole needs to learn. Stop doing so many quips. If you really want someone dead, you have to just go kill them. That's what. That's where Connor really shined. Yes. He didn't take a second to listen to anything. He was just shooting kids in front of the whole town. Yeah. And Stefan says, well, let's just leave it at that, shall we? (laughs) Yeah, Stefan's like, okay, done with him. One thing about (laughs) Stefan is he does have some iconic kills. Yeah, he does. Jeremy says, Elena, and he goes to her. They look at each other. She grabs his hand. He says, hey. She smiles. They hug, and she cries. It is a very sweet reunion. I mean, it is very sad to see Elena like this. We've been making a lot of fun of Elena. Yeah. For good reason. But she's going through it, and it's really nice to see these two reunite. Yeah, it's nice to see her, you know, get to be with her brother. Then we go out to the woods. Bonnie is talking to the Salvatores. She says, you guys need to get rid of Silas's body. Damon says, well, there's a slight problem, Medusa. Even though you turned him to stone, if he gets one drop of blood, he's back to his old mind tricks. Stefan says, all right, let's do what we should have done to Klaus. Drop his body in the ocean. Again, I do get this plan. But you guys don't live that close to the ocean. A lot can happen. I'm sure there's a lake nearby. Like when it's Klaus, it's different because it's like, you know, he's just asleep in there, which I guess technically Silas is, but put him at the bottom of a lake face down. Mm -hmm. It just feels like to me, the plan that Tyler had, which is in case Klaus's body in cement is stronger than the ocean. Yes. Because water, if he by any chance wakes up, 
if blood gets to him in the ocean, he can swim. It might take him a while. But he's immortal. He'll keep coming back. Yeah. But cement, even if blood does get in there, he's not going to get strong enough to break through a huge block of cement. Yeah. And you don't have to do a giant block of cement immediately. Just get his head in there to start. Get a Home Depot bucket, stick him in head first, pour some quick crude in. It's an hour. It's an hour and like $50 at Home Depot. Much easier than going to the ocean from Virginia. And I know that that's a stupid thing that they wouldn't do on TV, obviously, because realistically we have to see him again. And also it would look dumb on TV. Yes. But it would be the right call. It's the most efficient. Again, I understand it's a TV show and the goal is actually not to keep him dead for a long time, but cement would be better. Yeah. Tyler ate with the cement thought. Yeah. Elena approaches and says, Bonnie, I don't know what to say. Bitch, we're in another conversation right now. (laughs) Now is not the time to apologize for being a bitch. Like, we have other things. Like, Elena, it's okay. You were a bitch. We all knew it. We're kind of past it. We all kind of tuned you out anyway. Bonnie says, you don't have to say anything. And Elena says, but I was so horrible to you. And Bonnie says, you weren't you. I know what that's like. I wasn't me for a long time. But we can talk about that later. And I mean, she was like not nice to Bonnie, but it was pretty like surface level mean. It wasn't like deep cutting mean like she was to Caroline. Yeah. And like she tried to kill her, but she didn't get close. Mm -hmm. And then Jeremy is there. He says, thank you, Bonnie. Bonnie's like, you guys have some catching up to do. Bonnie says, look, I'll give you guys as much time as I can, but I have to go put the veil back up. And Stefan says, I should make sure Cole's body is somewhere safe till the veil goes back up. Elena says, Stefan, wait. And then they look at each other and smile. And Stefan says, welcome back and leaves. And then Elena says, there isn't enough time. And Damon says, it'll never be enough time. And also you're wasting it talking to me. Yeah. She (laughs) says, Damon, I'm sorry. And he says, go talk to your fucking brother. (laughs) Damon says, the most important thing right now is Jeremy and saying goodbye. So Elena turns to Jeremy. They hug. We go back to the grill. Stefan arrives. The candles are still lit and everything. And he sits down. And Caroline says, good, you're here. We need to celebrate. As soon as he sat in this restaurant, I was like, Oh, so we're just leaning for, for, full force into Steriline now. Yep. It's Steriline time, baby. Klaus is gone. We're past Claroline, I fear. We're on the other side of it. How fast do you think we're going to see a Steriline kiss at this point? Oh, we got a whole season before that. You think they're going to make me wait? I hope they do. I hope they never kiss. What do you think we'll see first? A Steriline kiss or a Claroline kiss? Steriline. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that's... If we don't get a Claroline kiss, I do think she would need to kiss Klaus before she could fully move on to Stefan in theory. But I think that's wishful thinking, me saying that. We'll see, I guess. Because now I'm starting to fear that the clips I've seen of them kissing were just really good edits. (laughs) Like, I don't know. You don't know anymore? (laughs) I'm scared. Because I talked about this off mic, uh, but I said to Stephanie, you know, she should have known with how rabid Claroline fans are the most rabid fan bases of ships are for ships that are never together and I just ignored that because I was like well no it's just because they're such a good couple (laughs) (laughs) so Caroline sits down with Stefan and says good you're here we need to celebrate Stefan says I'm really not in the mood and she says what's wrong with you Silas is dead or whatever and you're just sitting here like a bump on a log and he says it's just that there was someone that I thought I'd see today and I didn't that's all. And then Lexi appears and says, you better mean me. She's so slay. She said, I'm going to wait till all the drama's over. Yeah, she's like, I'm not getting involved in all this. <laughs> I'm just going to hang out at the end of the night. 
She said, I'm kind of avoiding Elena right now because she's being such a bitch to everyone else. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I'm here for the social life. She's watching them all be like, we got to be like Lexi to turn her humanity on. And Lexi's watching like, that is above my pay grade. He says, you've got to be kidding me. And they hug. And she says to Caroline, thank you for keeping an eye on this one. She says, hell yeah. <laughs> and Caroline smiles. Keep more than an eye on him. Well, right now she's only keeping an eye on him. Yeah, but she will keep more than an eye on him. <laughs> Out to the woods. Damon and Alaric are loading Silas's body in the trunk of Damon's car. And he says, ah, calcified Silas is one heavy son of a bitch. Yeah, he's solid rock. Yeah. He takes a drink from his flask. And Rick says, I can't think of a more appropriate way to spend my last moment as a semi-living person. Yeah, drunk driving with your best friend. Yeah, (laughs) drunk driving with a dead body in the trunk. Damon says, I'm sorry, do you have somewhere better to be? And Rick says, guess not. And he also takes a drink from the flask. Damon says, I thought you were cutting back. First of all, he probably can't have bourbon on the other side. He probably was cutting back. He's thirsty. (laughs) Rick says, well, I thought you were going to take care of the children. Damon says, you heard that? That's not creepy. You were talking to Alaric when you said it, to be fair. You were at his grave. (laughs) Rick holds up a box and he says, I found this in the dead guy's pocket. First of all, his pocket made of stone. How'd you get in there? But let's not let's not do all that. Um, He says, thought it might be more use here than, say, three miles below sea level. And it's the cure. Really thought we were not having any any contact with that again. Yeah, we thought we were done with that one. Nope. It's back in the mix. Damon says, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? Rick says get the girl. So do you think Damon's going to give Elena the cure and that'll be that? I mean, I think he's going to offer it to her. I do think if Elena has grown, it's less likely she'll take it. I mean, I don't know. I'm back and forth on it because it's not like her taking the cure will make this grief go away. Mm -hmm. Like the only thing it gives is a chance to be human again, which how badly do you want that? I don't know. She seemed to want it pretty badly before she turned her humanity off. Yeah. Do you think she won't want it anymore? I think she's going to want it less than she did because I think there's some more understanding of like these feelings are here and these are just like feelings that I'm facing. And like, it's not like all these feelings of loss are only because you're a vampire. Like, yes, they are connected to vampirism more than other things because it's more dangerous. Like Stefan kind of alluded to but she's friends with all vampires so it's not like she's going to avoid that loss by being human Mm -hmm. so i think there's a level of like emotional growth that could make her not want it as much but also the reason she wanted the cure was not like emotion based it was she didn't want to drink blood and hurt people yeah like that's still a problem she's gonna have to face yeah that hasn't changed but she can drink blood without hurting people so do you think they're just gonna like keep the cure in their pocket i think someone's gonna end up taking it I'm just not convinced it's going to be Elena. She's the most likely to take it, but it's just like, I don't know. I feel like it's weird for her to just like go back to being human after all this. I mean, well, that's assuming that the cure works as we are conditioned for it to. Yeah. So I, I don't feel confident about her taking it. And that's mostly just because I don't feel like she won't be a vampire anymore. Just Mm -hmm. off feeling alone, but I don't know why she wouldn't take it. Like, I think she's kind of let go the thought that it was possible, which is different from letting go the want of it. But I just don't know either way. And I think they, you know, Klaus isn't there anymore. So the conversation of like, let's just shove it down Klaus's throat is probably, you know, not going to come up again. Mm -hmm. But other people might want it for some reason. Just don't tell Rebecca about it. Rebecca's going to come grab. Get her grubby little hands right on it. (laughs) Or, you know, the possibility that Silas wakes up and gets it back next week. 
Yeah. Let's, you know, let's not discount. Let, that. I, I can't leave that one off. Then we go to like the town square area. Stefan and Lexi are walking around and Lexi says she punched you in the face. And Stefan says, yeah. And Lexi says, take a hint. <laughs> Stefan says, you're back five minutes and you're already laughing at me. And she says, no, I've been laughing at you for a while. You just haven't been able to see me. They giggle. And he says, do you have any idea how much I missed you? And she says, trust me, I do. Although I see I've been replaced by another blonde. And she just looks at him because she knows. Lexi's like, I'm seeing something. Because Lexi has good taste. She's a sterile shipper. And he says, what are you giving me that look for? Lexi says, she's cute. And Stefan says, do not stir it. <laughs> no, do stir it. Do stir it. She already started. Keep going. Keep going. Get them together, Lexi. <laughs> we go back to the cave. Bonnie is prepping to put the veil back up, so we think. But then Sheila appears and says, hey, girl, time to put up the veil. Bonnie says, no, not yet. And Sheila says, what are you doing? Sheila says, girl, come on. And Bonnie says, I can bring Jeremy back. I can keep him here. Girl, did you learn nothing? Yep. <laughs> Uh, Sheila says, no, you cannot bring Jeremy back. Bonnie says, Elena needs him. This was always the plan. Jeremy wasn't supposed to die. And Bonnie's like, you just told me I can do anything. Sheila says, it was the will of nature. There is no magic in this world strong enough to challenge it. And Bonnie says, I have every magic. Yeah, she said, I got both of them. She has all three. What are the three? Expression, nature. We'll run through them. Yeah. She says, I have the spirits. She says, Vesmatos to prove that. And Sheila says, hey, please stop it. Uh, Bonnie says, I have expression. And Sheila says, again, I must say, stop it. And Bonnie starts to grow some black veins. She says, I also have like dark magic. And it's like, Bonnie, if you have to use dark magic for something, don't you think that's a bad sign? Yeah, Sheila says, don't. And then Sheila disappears because there's obviously no convincing her. Bonnie continues her spell. And then she gasps and faints. And it's unclear at that point if she just fainted or if she dropped dead. Mm -hmm. We'll come back to her in a bit. Then we go back to the grill. Rebecca and Matt are leaving after Matt, we have to presume, spent like four hours blowing out all those candles. Yeah. And Matt says to Rebecca, you know, in case Caroline didn't thank you for pulling her out of that hallucination earlier, thanks. And Rebecca says, I'm just glad I got the chance to knock her upside the face. And they <laughs> laugh. And then Rebecca says, oh, my God. And she spots Alexander, who we haven't seen in a while. Mm -hmm. And in case we forget who it is, Matt also doesn't know who he is. So he says, who the hell is that? And Rebecca reminds us. That's her ex-boyfriend, Alexander. He's a vampire hunter. He spots her. We remember him. He's one of the original five. Mm -hmm. Then the power comes back on. And Rebecca's like, oh, good. The power's coming back. Maybe that means the veil's almost up and he'll disappear again. Now, why would it come back if it was almost up? It's wishful thinking. <laughs> I mean, the power went out when the veil dropped. So it makes sense that if the power's coming back on, the veil's being put back up. So maybe they're like, oh, maybe it takes a second to take the ghosts back. Yeah. But then Alexander starts like walking toward them. And he doesn't disappear. And Matt says, like, or not. And then Rebecca says, you know what? We should get out of here. Then they turn around and there's Connor and Vaughn. Yeah. Remember them? Two more of the five who have been killed by any number of our teammates. Mm -hmm. And Connor says, yeah, you should get out of here. Vaughn says, too bad you can't. They high five. Yeah, because Vaughn's pissed because he just starved to death on an island. Yeah. I'd be mad. Then we go back to the cave. And Bonnie comes to and she looks around. It's like, oh, good. She just fainted. <laughs> and then a hand touches her and it's Sheila. And it's not weird that we see Sheila at first because we've seen the other people. We know the veil's not back up. Yeah. And then Sheila says, hey, Bonnie, I'm sorry. The spell was just like way too much. Bonnie turns around and she sees her own dead body. Gotta be a little crazy. And Bonnie says, oh, my God, I'm dead. 
And that is where we end the episode. So I have to ask, is Bonnie dead for good? No. Is the veil going to stay down or will it get put back up? And if so, how? Because we only know Bonnie as the one to be able to do it. And she seems to be dead. I mean, I think the only way it would come back up, because I think it's pretty clear that there's an extra level of it being down. But this also, we have to think about the possibility that the only ones we saw other than people who we know would come find our characters were members of the five at any given point. And it may be that they're, you know, we know that most people had to be connected to Mystic Falls, which Connor and Vaughn could want revenge for being killed. But I think it's just as likely that they are here to like make sure Silas is fully, fully taken care of. Mm -hmm. I think anyone who wants to come to Mystic Falls who's on the other side can. Yeah, I agree with that. But I don't think that like Vaughn and Connor could just like not want to be like, I'm not dealing with those people. Mm -hmm. Like they could, you know, they're probably mad, but they, I don't necessarily think it's, it's 100% for sure all revenge. It may have something to do with Silas. You would think they're happy that Silas is down, but they all, you know, Silas was down before and they still wanted to get to him. So they may want to take care of that. So do you think the veil is staying down indefinitely? Yes. I think it's staying down indefinitely. In Mystic Falls. In Mystic Falls until, like, if Bonnie is able to put it back up. Because I do think, like, if the veil's down, it's possible that Bonnie just doesn't, like, hasn't gone to wherever the afterlife is and is in Mystic Falls. Well, she's in Mystic Falls and in the afterlife because she saw her dead body. She's on the other side. Not necessarily. Yes, necessarily. Well, the other side is Mystic Falls right now, too. But the veil is dropped. That's why. It's the same as Jeremy being in Mystic Falls. They're both on the other side, but also happen to be able to see be in Mystic Falls because the veil is dropped. Okay, but the veil is... I'm reading it as when the veil is dropped, they're in Mystic Falls. That's not the other side anymore. They're off the other... They're In my mind, they're out of the other side if they're in Mystic Falls currently. Here's what we know about the other side. The other side is basically just in the world yeah. that we're in behind a curtain where no one can see them. So they're still in the other side. That curtain's just down. Sure. You know, believe me. I mean, yes. So, but that's my question. Do you think the veil is going to be down and in, like indefinitely? Do you think this is how we get Alaric and Jeremy back? It's just like the veil's down and Mystic Falls forever now. Or do you think someone's going to get it back up? Because knowing what we know about the other side, it's not clear if Bonnie is going to be able to do that spell from where she yeah. is. Well, that's the thing. I thought she could just do the spell if she was capable of it because I thought she was technically in town is how I read it. Her body is in town. It's just dead in that cave. Well, I read it as her alive body. She's physically in town as her live body. Now, whether that classifies as the other side or not, you're saying it does. I don't think she's in her live body. She is in the other side version of her body. We've seen yeah. everyone who's on the other side exists on the other side and their body is dead. Yeah. On Earth. So yeah. her ghost body is on the other side, which happens to be visible in Mystic Falls right now and touchable and physical because yeah. the veil happens to be down. Yeah. Not because she somehow cheated death. Yeah. Well, that's what I, I thought it was a cheating death situation because I kind of thought they were physically here because- they can do everything and be seen by everyone. They're as close to physically here as they can be, but they are dead. Okay. So, yeah, I think it's staying down indefinitely then. Because I don't know who else can ri can fix it, except maybe Silas, who wouldn't want to. So you think that we're going to see all our friends who've died up to this point be able to come back? Like, for the rest of the show? And if they want to. Yeah. 
because if you think it's going to be down indefinitely, like, you know, in season five, Mystic Falls is like a safe haven for ghosts, which like isn't outside the own possibility. Mystic Falls is already a supernatural town. Why not let ghosts come here too? Yeah. I just think I find it unlikely that anyone else could put it back up unless it's Bonnie. And if she's not capable of doing it. Well, we don't really know. I mean, from what we know, which well, is what I'm us- saying, you seem to imply that she can't do a spell if she's on the other side. I'm saying if she's on the other side, she can't do a spell. I thought she wasn't technically on the other side, but you say she is. Well, here's the thing. She's definitely on the other side. Mm-hmm. We saw her dead body and we see her on the other side, but we don't know what kind of powers witches have on the other side. We know, we've been told, witches have free reign on the other side, but we've never seen a witch do a spell on the other side that affects the world. Is that because the veil was up or is that because that's something a witch can't do from the other side? We don't know. We don't know what kind of powers witches have on the other side with the veil dropped. Except... Esther did a spell. What spell did she do? When she gave Vicky the power to be, to have a physical hold. But how did she do that? Do we remember? I don't. So I think it was a spell. No, but that's the thing. Didn't she have to do, Matt had to do something because Vicky went up to Matt. She saw him because he well, she was able to kill himself. Well, no, she was able to let Vicky down for a short period. And then Vicky had to kill Elena to get her spot on earth, essentially. Gotcha. But so the thing is, is like someone on the other side can't do a spell without something on the physical plane. She was able to send Vicky's ghost down and give her a physical foothold. But the only reason Matt and Jeremy saw Vicky's ghost was because they were mediums or having medium tendencies because they could see ghosts. But she gave them a physical foothold, which is an extra step of spell. Sure. But it was temporary and it had to be completed using something in the world. So yeah. we can assume that witches need to somehow be in communication with the world in order to do a spell. Now, granted, with the veil down, Bonnie has that. We yeah. just don't know what she's going to have to give up in order to put the veil back up, if anything. Yeah. There's a lot of unanswered questions. Well, and also because like this all hinges on her having enough power to do this, which like she didn't have enough power to do it before she died, <laughs> obviously. The problem was is that she had enough power to raise the veil, but the problem was she was like overloading with all kinds of magic to like somehow keep Jeremy alive. It was very, I think it was a little bit out of control. She was trying to pull all magic and I don't really know if she had a goal. Whereas I think she clearly has the power to raise the veil, but if she's trying to use the spirit's expression and dark magic, it just overwhelmed her body. Sure. I think we can assume she has the power to raise the veil if she controls it effectively, but she didn't control it effectively by trying to get Jeremy alive. I think that's the assumption we're meant to make. Okay. I read it as she didn't have the power to do it because it killed her. And that's usually the reason witches die. Because she wasn't really trying to raise the veil in that spell. Yeah. She was trying to save Jeremy somehow. Yeah. And nature said, girl, I don't know how many times I can tell you this. I do not know who that man is. Yeah. And they already saved him once. They said, haven't we saved this guy enough? So we're heading into the finale next week. Do you think there's going to be anyone who dies? I mean, and we don't know what death means with the veil drop right now. Do you think we're going to see any more deaths next week in addition to Bonnie this week? I do think we have to be concerned about Catherine. I think it would suck for her. But, you know. She's been out running death for a long time. She's finally got some space from running. and I. But I think, you know, she's in danger. We have to pay attention to that. I do think, you know. All of the hunters, Sans, Jeremy, likely, well, hopefully, not likely, (laughs) um, have to be concerned. Because I do think their goal next week is going to be to 
get Silas up and give him the cure. That was the goal before Silas came to Mystic Falls. I don't see why it wouldn't be the same now. I think, you know, Silas already killed one hunter and the hunter's curse isn't an issue for him. So there's no reason he won't get three or maybe four. Hopefully not the fourth. <laughs> the fourth being Jeremy, I want to specify. I don't yeah. care about Connor, Vaughn, or Alexander. They can all go. Yeah. <laughs> they can choke as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I didn't need to see him this episode. We have a big finale coming up next week. We'll see what happens. Yeah, the cure again is in play. We've got four hunters out and about. Yeah, who are mad at many members of our team for a myriad of reasons. And we also, I have to bring this up. I don't think it's a spoiler to say, we've got one big high school event left. Yeah, graduation. You think we'll see graduation? That's the thing. I, I'm assuming we're seeing graduation next week too. Because this is the end of senior year. I mean, we haven't gotten any of like, this is the college I'm going to, but I guess that can be in the graduation episode. Or it can be when they get there. Yeah. Because maybe they haven't figured out how they're going to handle that yet. Or maybe they're not going to go to college. Yeah. There's a strong possibility of that as well. Because, you know, they're all vampires. Why? Why bother? Are these people staying here? Who's staying here? How are they staying here? Mm -hmm. What does it mean? Because I, I'm very hopeful for a look. I'm, more confident in Alaric, I'm hopeful for Jeremy. But how would those two stay if not everyone does? Yeah. How can those two stay but Cole leaves? Maybe Cole's yeah. about to go spin off. But he can't spin off because the veil's not dropped in New Orleans. Yeah. That brings us to the end of this week's episode. As always, if you are enjoying The Vampire Diaries and or Doppelgangers, please tell your friends and give us five-star rating and review on Apple and Spotify podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at Doppelgangers Podcast. But that's it for this week. Until next week, goodbye, brother. Bye, brother.